Welcome to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. Man, it has been one hot as hell week here in Texas. It has been blazing. I'm joined this week by co-host Austin Zam Hariri. This week is episode 42. Our guests are Sky and Hobbs Organics. It's Hunter Robinson and Skylar Purcell. How is everybody doing? Rockin'. How you doing, man? Thanks for having us, y'all. Hey, it's a great number to be uh, for our episode number. Figured I'd point that out. Just need zero at the end. Multiply it by 10, tenfold. I know y'all did that on purpose, but I like it. I mean, something's happened organically, right? Yeah. (laughs) I give you all a a quick, quick story. When we were meeting with our uh, landlord, one of our biggest supporters, um, he, we were in his warehouse and he was walking us around. And and part of his warehouse, he owned a whole city block in, in Frost, Texas. And um, basically, we're walking around, and a quarter of this warehouse he used for an auction. So he was an auctioneer. You know, he gave us the whole, hey, when I went to the, you know, and, and we were impressed. And Sky, sure enough, we, you know, we're walking around and we stop and we're having a conversation about the future plans for our business and the things that, that he was going to do for us. And Sky looks down and there's a tag number 420 on the ground. And, uh, and we were just, our minds were blown. You know, there was thousands of tags in this place. And, Sure enough, the one number that uh, is, is right beneath our feet when we're talking uh, big things with this gentleman uh, was the number 420. So it was it awesome. was interesting. It was, it was, very I was literally weird. standing on it. And I was like, what is this? And he was like, oh, those are tags for the show. And the one <laughs> the one tag that I'm standing on is 420. So, yeah, <laughs> meant to be. Yes, sir. So so he got educated on what 420 was. He didn't know. <laughs> now he's in the know. Always yeah. always always a great learning experience for everybody at some point. Oh yeah. So how are y'all feeling? We, we this case just got wrapped up for you guys at the end of May, 1st of June, correct? Yep, roughly. How are y'all feeling now that you say you're not under the microscope of the government on this issue? Yeah, man, uh, I can tell you right now, and I, I can speak for both of us with this one statement, we're feeling great. Um, uh, for me personally, my family, my wife, kids, um, you know, we we went through a, a devastating time and, you know, the relocation and all this craziness. But I can tell you right now, um, I am so grateful. Um, you know, it, it's just been uh, a, just a huge relief to have all this weight taken off of us. Um, my wife and I were, you know, we, we always get along, but, um, we're getting along much, much, much better. Um, we're hanging out and, um, we're at peace for the first time in over a year. Uh, and it's just, it's just a blessing, you know, it's absolute blessing. So for those who, who don't know, we started off talking about, you're not under the scrutiny of the government right now under the microscope, uh, explain exactly what was being charged against you and your organization, your company. Sky, would you like to hit that? You can go ahead, brother. Okay. The, uh, the charges were brought down on you, so I feel like you should take uh, take the lead on this one. Okay. So um, basically, we were an indoor hydroponic uh, hemp farm. Uh, me and Sky are best friends. Uh, we grew up together. Uh, we were ding-dong ditching together, teepeeing houses together. Um, <laughs> we, we, we went through middle school basically together, sleepovers at each other's homes. 
And as we grew older into high school, we always had these dreams and visions of um, basically uh, participating in this industry. And so in 2019, me and Sky decided that we were going to uh, prepare for this. And in 2020, when licensing began, me and Sky got our license, pursued that industry for about a year. We were doing really well, very successful. And um, we were on our way up. Our, our, you know, our growth with our company was parabolic. Um, we were getting to the point where uh, we, we weren't having to even sell any of our product in large quantities, even though we wanted to. Um, you know, we basically had a indoor hydroponic farm with a fully retail farm to market aspect to it. And on uh, June 10th of uh, last year, our farm door was busted down um, and we had 10 armed deputies basically, you know, pursuing us like we were criminals. So, yeah, that uh, kind of put a stink on our, uh, our, our business plans, uh, if you could imagine. And, uh, you know, we lost every dollar that we invested, uh, 20, 25 pounds of indoor hydroponic flour that was to be sold in eights and quarters in our, uh, you know, Sky and Hobbs cannabis customized packaging was taken from us. So, uh, it's been a, it's been a journey. Um, I got thrown in jail six months later after they concluded their so, so-called investigation. And, um, yeah, it's just been, it's been wild, man. I lost my job in the process. Thank God I got my job back with Microsoft and, uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been wild, man. Uh, you know, we got in contact with some of the people in the media. Dallas Observer was kind of the first step after Sky had, uh, wrote a story on us and, um, the advocacies in this industry, uh, advocacy groups have basically had our back, uh, shout out to Jay McGuire, uh, David Sergi with the Texas Hemp Federation, uh, you know, Jesse here. Uh, or uh, here, right? Um, you know, it was just this big circle of, uh, there he is, uh, just a big circle of, um, you know, just everybody trying to get this, uh, you know, the situation taken care of. And uh, yeah, it's just been wild. I can't even, I can't even imagine, uh, you know, having to go through it again or anybody else going through anything like this. It's just been absolutely insane. So when we first, um, I remember back in, 2019 when HB 1325 passed and we we knew we knew at some point in one of these 254 counties across the state we knew at yep. some point one of these backcountry county sheriffs were were going to step across the line and make this mistake and yep. go into a legally compliant um hemp facility and and just make that erroneous mistake of of trying to intercept contraband that's being illegally grown via marijuana but um we we also we knew that when 1325 passed there wasn't an educational package there wasn't a um there wasn't money that was put in uh from an enforcement standpoint to to educate all of our counties and, and bring them up to date so we knew at some point something tragic like this was going to happen um, and so when we, I knew when we heard about your situation, it was of utmost importance for us as an organization to put that out there and to let everybody know that, uh, this is, you know, this is something that's happening. It is legit. And, and if we are going to continue in a legal 
uh, hip market, we need to start tackling this kind of issue right now. We don't need any other legally yeah. compliant farmers out there being unfairly prosecuted for something that uh, for a law that was passed three years ago, two, three years yeah. ago. Yeah. And and you know what? I, I, I feel like, you know, in the back of our minds as as business owners and as intellectuals that are trying to pursue this industry, the ones that did all this research, man, we read the, the uh, Farm Bill of 2014, 2018, USDA Final Real House Bill 1325 and damn near memorized them. Um, we spent a lot of time traveling to other states where um, they were, you know, legally uh, acting and farming under the 2018 Farm Bill. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is, um, you know, it's not in Texas's, uh, you know, uh, House Bill 1325 that, you know, education be mandated, but it's federally mandated that, uh, that these agencies and departments be educated on this law. Um, so, you know, I think that, um, you know, we get to a point where, uh, you know, the, the reefer madness era is, is, is coming to a absolute cliff, a dead end. And, you know, I feel like the, the focus needs to be, uh, shifted in, in the respect that, um, education was put in the federal law for a reason. Um, you know, I feel like us and, and anyone participating and the people that are out there enforcing the laws and, and, you know, dropping their gavel and, and, and bringing order to the court, um, most certainly um, need to be made aware of, first of all, the similarities between uh, hemp cannabis and what is considered marijuana cannabis as well. Um, it's the same plant. And I think it needs to be understood that, uh, you know, we're professionals and there, there's a right way to go about um, having your suspicions over a hemp farm and then there's a wrong way. And I feel like there's a defining line um, between the right and the wrong. It just needs to be established and understood. Um, small, big, town, county, whatever you want it to be. Um, so I feel like, you know, to go back on, you know, the, the point of education, you know, when my farm was raided, you know, there was two deputies that were outside and they weren't investigators. They weren't a part of the criminal investigation department. They were just two sheriff's deputies. And they made it very clear that there was no training, um, you know, that was that was done on him. And when you get to a situation like that, where, where two gentlemen are so willing to admit that, um, you know, cool. Uh, but the other side of that is um, you had a whole bunch of, of guys that were basically in charge of the fate of us and our business um, that weren't willing to admit that and that were trying to do everything they could to basically get around that. Um, so I, I just feel like it, you know, it just needs to be, um, elaborated, understood, stamped in law. And, you know, we as an industry need to get out there and, and do what's right and educate and advocate for ourselves in this industry. Um, but you know, our, our senators, our, you know, congressmen and, uh, the people that, that we rely on, uh, to, to put these things in place, to protect us as citizens and as professionals and as licensed businesses, um, they need to get out there and do their job too, because, uh, I'm born and raised, baby, here in Texas, and I love this great state. But, you know, we, we can't have um, holes in law like that. Well, I wanted to ask about it's how did how did one of y'all wind up getting ensnared in this and the other one didn't? That's what kind of confused me is that you got you got the brunt of it, Hunter. And it seems that like your buddy did not so much. Like he said, he's like, let you have at it because. You were the one that they wanted to take in and put the charge against. And I'm, yeah. It's it's strange that they went after one, but not both of y'all. Yeah. 
Well, that's well, one of the most alarming things, I think, about our whole situation is, um, you know, you go back to the education side is we we gave we, we had copies of all of our COAs for every single strain we had. Uh, we had transfer manifest paperwork. We had our licensing by the front door. Um, we, you know, we were fully prepared and we went out of our way to make sure that if, if we were to ever run into this situation, um, we were prepared to the T. But I guess that's the paradoxical side of this is you can do all of that. You can prepare um, as perfect as it gets. But if if the county you're dealing with has no background information or knowledge or education um, regarding the paperwork that they're looking at or even how to um, go about actually leading on an investigation regarding a, a legal hemp farm here in Texas, um, you, that leaves us at the mercy of their knowledge. And so for to walk to walk down this road for months and everything's in the air we're being told we're we're under investigation and we can't return back to our building which forced us to shut down um i mean it was months before we could even step foot in the building and feel like we're okay to 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 get what's left in it out um and then for for hobbs to be thrown in jail uh it, it's weird how that navigated from the focus was our business and a grow facility and a grow operation and then months passed and that turned into an individual charge on Hobbs for marijuana possession Um, when all of that had our businesses LLC and license attached to it so it is it's very paradoxical and I'll let Hobbs expand on that. Yeah and I I just actually pulled this up because I wanted to be able to quote it but um, you know throughout this process me and Sky were we were our own investigators and um, none of it felt like it made any sense. Um, you don't hear of, of businesses going out of their way, doing illegal things. And then one person within a partnership that are equally responsible for that business, tax paying for that business, making decisions for that business. Um, it doesn't happen where one, one partner or one responsible party is, is indefinitely, um, you know, confined to the charges being brought. Um, and there's there's a reason for that. You know, Texas has um, laws and uh, and rules and regulations for almost everything, uh, which like most states. And uh, there's actually something called the, the Code of Criminal Procedure. Um, and, and it's Title One P- Code of C- Criminal Procedure. Chapter 17A goes over corporations and associations. Um, and there's actually a, a proper due process for um, for these organizations and, and corporations. And uh, it was almost like they tried everything they could to, to just not look at us like a business. You know what I mean? Um, I think I think it, whenever you're bringing charges against a business, you have 30 days to see a judge. There's no, um, you know, the, these charges linger over your head. And then we determine that we're going to put you in jail and put, bring charges about you. No, it's there's a process. So. I think it's strange, you know. Sky was there the day that they arrested me, and they wanted nothing to do with Skyler. Um, we made them so, aware that day that I, yeah. I was the business partner. We owned this yeah. fifty-fifty, um, and they still chose to. You were like, take me too. Yeah, <laughs> they they could have taken the handsome one and taken him to jail. Shit. Appreciate you though. <laughs> well, we're going to have to go into our first sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This week is episode 42. Our guests are Sky and Hobbs, Sky and Hobbs Organics. We will be right back after this sponsor break. 
Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas. A full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit ThriveTX.com for more information. Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Austin Sam Hariri. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. This is episode 42. Our guest this week is Sky and Hobbs at Sky and Hobbs Organics. I am your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined by co-host Austin Sambrary this week. That's right. He's back from vacation. He, he got to have some time off out in Florida. Lovely Daytona Beach. Man, I, I want to hear about Daytona Beach for a moment. I got to hear about the nice, wonderful Florida weather. Let me tell you about um, I'm not on mute. Y'all can hear me. We can okay, hear you. Your camera ain't moving, though. <laughs> you, your image is frozen in time, but your voice is still with us strong. As long as you can hear me. Uh, Daytona, beautiful. We were we were in Jacksonville, uh, St. Augustine, Daytona. I took a little trip out to Melbourne Beach, uh, which is just south of there. And uh, it was beautiful, 80 degrees every day. It was uh, some a few days. It was rainy. It was, of course, it was humid kind of during the day. But then it got really, really nice and cool. And it was funny because I was just sitting there, you know, on the balcony, staring at the beach, and I would just be getting these text updates from Dallas Fort Worth saying 101 degrees, 102 degrees, 105 degrees. Oh, man, I really don't want to. So, yeah. Well, you turned into a robot on us at the end, so <laughs> means the apocalypse is nigh. Skynet's taking over. Everybody grab some hemp and have some fun, right? I say we yeah, sit back and bl- blame Meta for all their uh, AI that they're that they're doing, you know, nowadays. <laughs> uh, crazy thing! I actually got to taste some. Uh, I got to try out some some cannabis in Florida while I was there um, they have a uh, they have a, a burgeoning hip program and a very robust medical marijuana program out there so uh, even Florida is 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 kicking butt out there and it's um, it's awesome it's a, it's a fun experience it's, it's really I know you guys said earlier that y'all had traveled to other states uh, it's really interesting to go to other places and other states and 
and experience the cannabis culture and scene. And then when they're like, where are you from? I'm like, Texas. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> they're like, yeah. what's up with Texas? And so <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun experience. Did they look yeah. at you like you're living in the Stone Age still? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because all of them, just about anywhere I've ever been, Colorado, you know, any other place that I've been, when I tell them I'm from Texas, they're interest, immediately they're like, when are they going to legalize in Texas? When are they going to legalize in Texas? Um, and from my experience, and this is why I say it over and over again, Texas has global implications because it, when te Texas is the last big major market in the country to fall. And when it falls, you will see the entire foundation of marijuana prohibition in the country come completely crumble. And yep. then the United States as a country will be forced to redo a lot of its international treaties based on the war on drugs and completely reevaluate how it approaches the war on drugs from a global standpoint, correct? And so yeah. then you see Texas really does have uh, some kind of impetus in global change when it comes to cannabis. So the work that we do here in Texas is very, very important. And um, I just, I'm thankful that you guys are here to share your story because uh, it's gonna be history. And when we go back and we look uh, at how tr Texas transitioned into a hemp cannabis market, we will see some of the stumbling blocks that it came from and your story will shine. And we will make sure as an organization that it shines because um, your experience will not, it will not be for naught. You will not have spent, you know, days wondering if we do the right thing. What's going on here? I'm confused. It doesn't make sense. Uh, all that time, that will live in history, and we will make sure of that. So thank you guys for being here. Well, that's beautiful, oh, thank brother. You. Thank you. Yeah, what a, thank you. What an awesome segue. I mean, I really, we really appreciate that. Um, and, and I, you know, to your point, I tell people all the time that how is it that every state and country at this point that surrounds Texas has some type of medical marijuana program in place, if not recreational? Um, it's only a matter of time, gentlemen. And the question is, why are we holding out? And and how long before, you know, everything touching the borders and perimeters of Texas uh, infiltrates its way in and forces Texas to change? And I, and I think, honestly, Texas under the, is under the gun in that in that regard. I really do believe that. Well, I think one of the big things that we're starting to see is that, especially from the New Mexico side, you know, we have a very large border um, on on the western part of the state that literally is completely recreationally legal. And we literally have dispensaries that are being built and run that are 10 to 15 feet from the border of Texas. Yes. And, and it, if you didn't think that New Mexico marijuana was coming into Texas or you don't think Oklahoma medical marijuana or Arkansas or Colorado is flowing into Texas, I'm sorry, then you're, 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 you're naive because um, Texas keeping it illegal is creating a lot of burgeoning black market cannabis and allowing it to, to flourish. Yeah. And so if we were to flip that switch, then I think we're, we're not only bringing billions of dollars into the state of Texas, into our local economies, uh, but we're, we're kind of ending a lot of the black market hysteria that comes from not just other states, but from the, the country of Mexico as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and to, to touch on all of that, um, 
I think the part that's confusing me the most is, um, <clears throat> you know, for the longest time, um, this this entire uh, economy that we've had, we you know, we've built it and in our nation, we built it off of, you know, ingenuity and then, you know, the American product and, and all these things. But as, as times progressed, um, it's it's becoming less and less scarce that, you know, America has a hot commodity tradable, um, you know, intercontinental product. And, you know, the part that's that's really blowing my mind is, you know, if if everyone under the sun from from state to state, country to country uh, knows that this thing is is going to become legal. Why? Why is our country taking its sweet time um, and not jumping on this ASAP and trying to make themselves the mecca country of the world? Um, in this industry. So I'm, I'm kind of mind blown by it. Um, you know, me, you know, I'm a business guy, you know, I'm always thinking, you know, how, how to make a dollar, right. Um, but th we're not talking a dollar here. We're talking trillions and, you know, for, for, you know, a product like this one, there, there's no way that you can cheap, cheap out and, and beat the guy that's putting in money. Uh, you know, there's a, there's, there's levels to it, right. Um, it costs a lot of money to make the best cannabis and China's not going to be able to skimp out and, and make cannabis, you know, for less, there, there's a way and means well, you put into the plant is what you get out. Yeah. Of it. And that's why we tried to grow it at yeah. the highest level. Yeah. But I do think it's important. What he just said though, is I think that black market stigma, um, as long as that's in a place where it can exist and flourish and, and you can make money off of, um, well, I guess the state can make lots of money off of the implications that come with that background um you know it's it's no wonder we're in a we're in the state that we are and we just went through the uh, unfortunate road that we just had to travel down because um that is the problem is instead of it it instead of being viewed as medicine or, or organic or um hell i mean texas a and m and texas itself is so proud of it as an agricultural state you would think that the stigma surrounding this has got to change at some point um but here we are you know we're still living that black market stigma to what he was saying and and um it's it's really unfortunate considering like i said every state and country including mexico is legal right now um and i i just i don't understand why we're we're, we're still trying to hold out it makes no sense to me it it, it makes i'm i put together well, a little animation the other day i'm going to try to slap a documentary together within the next like three months and the first thing I started with was a little animation in the United States showing it's like New Mexico, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana. All of them have a comprehensive medical marijuana program. Texas is bordered by comprehensive medical marijuana programs. And you'd think by this point with as many states that have some sort of medical, even cannabis, air quote, cannabis, that we'd have had like a constitutional convention on this by now. Right. It, it, there's only three states that don't have anything whatsoever. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and I think it's important to note that when you're talking about the surroundings, you know, we're talking about multiple different states with with multiple different um, political ideologies, which, you know, it doesn't matter if they're a Republican state or a Democratic state. They're adopting this this program for a reason. And for whatever the reason. Texas has decided they're going to hold out and they're going to hold out, I guess, and, until further notice. And it, it really doesn't make sense because I, I used to think it was a, 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 you know, a Republican thing. 
And and it turns out I think it's beyond that. Um, I, I really think that there there is a a precise reason behind the scenes why Texas isn't getting on with the program. Um, but to see all this going around us, and like I said, including Mexico too, it just goes to show it, it really doesn't have anything to do with politics. Um, I think it is truly the stigma and possibly even the profit surrounding the money that the state makes off of, um, you know, criminal charges on it. And yeah. that's, I mean, it's got to change. That's the only thing I can come up with. What do you guys think? I'd say a lot of it is in the, in the states where it seems to be very conservative, the people actually get to have a say. They have a ballot initiative that lets them do it. Yes. And here we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't have that. We don't let our people have a say like that unless it's a nope. constitutional measure. But it is time for us to go into our next sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined this week by co-host Austin Zam Hariri. This is episode 42. Our guest this week, Sky and Hobbs Organics, Hunter Robinson and Skylar Purcell. We will be right back after these sponsor messages. Drive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas. A full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Austin Sam Hariri. Bang, bang, shoot them up, destiny. Bang, bang, shoot them up, too. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This is episode 42. I'm joined by co-host Austin Zamhreri. Our guest this week, Sky and Hobbs Organics, Skylar Purcell, and Hunter Robinson. Hunter is a Navy veteran. I don't think I've had a another Navy veteran on here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least you're not one of those, because uh, I know you're an engineer. We've talked about this off air. You're not, um, and you'll have to explain it to everybody else that way. I'm not the guy doing it. I don't, I don't want to be the bad, I don't want to claim it's the bad guy, but you got to explain to everybody else, ayayas, if you remember that. So, so that term, I think, is for flight crew, if I'm not mistaken. 
it's the ordinance guys. Yeah. So I, not not I. I'm not your best representative <laughs> for explaining. So they look, have. Man, so look, I was a great sailor. All right. I'm, I'm. Look, leave me alone for a second, but let me explain myself here. I was a great. I was a great engineer, and I was great for this nation. All right. All right. All right. So. <laughs> so. I just wasn't the greatest sailor, okay? All right. So uh, I don't know all the histories and the sayings, but boy, you put a wrench in my hand, oh, it's going down. Yeah, I was I was working engineering, <laughs> electronics technician, and the the, fr- the phrase "ayayas" means if you ain't ordnance, you ain't shit. Damn. And I was always like, so if you are ordnance, you are shit. I'm I'm confused. And then reactor department where I work, they called it a uh, IR sad. If you ain't reactor, suck up. <laughs> <laughs> and it was I wanted to chime in and tell you Jesse man, man, the music this week. We lost you man. <laughs> You're like I want to tell you and it was like my connection must be shitty. Can you hear me? Can we hear you now? I was going to say music out of this world for this week man. You killing it with the music this week. Oh yeah. Got me jamming over here now. Me too. Peace man. <laughs> so let's talk about the Texas Hemp Federation. They've been such an immense support for you guys. We're we're glad that we were able to get everybody in touch together, get this all worked out. Um, I got their bring their screen up here. Um, what y- y'all got in touch with them? They helped y'all out, correct? They they got some attorneys. They yeah. I believe David Sergi helped with this. Yeah. So um, my my defending attorney uh, was. Daniel Meller. He was based out of San Marcos, and I believe he was doing a good job, you know, and the problem was, I don't believe that he was connected as um, the Texas Hemp Federation, and we got reached out to by them, and from the minute that we got in contact with the THF, and, um, you know, they they basically comforted us, and they made us, they they told us outright we have um, a lot of stakeholders uh, and personally, you know, I don't, I don't know who these stakeholders are. I don't, I don't know exactly, um, you know, quite honestly, I don't think it's any of my business, but I know that, um, they reached out to all their stakeholders. They started raising a lot of money. Um, I was getting deep in the pocket. Um, you know, Sky and I were doing our best to try to raise funds and do all these things, but there's only so much you can do when you're by yourself. And, um, from talking with, uh, David Sergi, which is an a- a- absolute bear, of a man and a, of an attorney, um, they made it very clear that they were going to take care of us. And within two weeks of uh, being in cahoots with uh, the THF, uh, you know, everything was was changing. So I don't know. I don't know how, um, you know, you can get in contact with people like this and uh, they go out and do the Lord's work for the industry and, and how you don't um, try to get involved with them. Um, but if you don't know who the Texas Hemp Federation is, it'd be a lot cooler if you did, you know. Hell so, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And hey, just to clarify, because, you know, I just want people to fully understand is when, when your back's against the wall uh, and the states, you know, no pun intended, literally knocked your front door down, um, a lot of things go through your mind. And, um, you know, having to face family questions. Yep. Uh, having to give status updates and you're just left in this kind of limbo where you're not sure what North from South is anymore. Yeah. 
um, because you're, it's all hanging over your head and and the state keeps it that way obviously to to make sure that we yeah. don't know what's coming um and i really want to express my gratitude and how much of a blessing thf was and jay mcguire and david sergi uh they were the first people to look at us and go what happened was wrong and we're going to make sure that we have your back and that we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that you're, this is handled appropriately. And it's not just going to slip through the cracks. Like many of these cases similar to ours do. Yeah. Um, Cause that's the thing. That's the thing is it's exactly. much bigger than us and it's much bigger than our farm and our situation. Yeah. This is happening daily. Um, and, and to have those guys show up, put their, put their working hats on and literally go to the grind for us. Um, it, it gave us a sense of hope because after a year of having your back against the wall, like I said, you, you don't know what to think and you don't yeah. really know how to feel anymore. Yeah. And, um, and, and I'll say, I'll say this as well. Um, you know, they, they're not just, um, you know, a law firm or, you know, David Sergi's not just a law firm. Um, we're talking a organization that is built for these situations. Okay. Right. Um, and they, they, and more, more than anybody, um, Jay McGuire has dedicated his time and his efforts to handling these kinds of situations. And it just so happens, um, that his organization is equipped with some of the most, uh, incredible attorneys that, uh, I believe our country has to offer. And, um, you know, that man spent so much time focusing on, um, taking care of us in this situation that, I don't I don't know who who else you, you could run to to get a better service. So um, just amazing, amazing group. Um, I did I did want to touch on something. It kind of brought brought me back, you know, um, if I, and I genuinely feel this way, you know, if we were a part of um, this organization and, and you know, we, we knew of the Texas Hemp Federation prior to this whole thing happening. Uh, I truly believe that this entire situation would have been clobbered almost instantly. Um, and, and the reason I do believe that is because um, I'm going to go right back to it. The Texas Code of Criminal Procedure and how you bring charges against a corporation is very, very, very clear. And I think that uh, these guys would have um, they would have handled that um, like no problem at all. So. It's just, uh, you know, I, I, I keep saying it, man, and I feel like we keep saying it, and I feel like there, there's <laughs> – people might start getting old, you know, think it's an old message, but I, I'm so serious, man. If you're in this industry, you absolutely need to network with the Texas Hemp Federation. Uh, absolutely. Uh, amazing people. It's, it's important to note they, they yeah. really are a specialty within the industry. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they specialize with cases like ours. Um so if you end up in a position where you don't know who to run to or what to do, um, go to the Texas Hemp Federation, talk to Jay McGuire, make sure he hears your story, uh, and they're going to take great care of you from there. Um, yep. As long as everything adds up and, and, and you truly are innocent and you, you, you did your best to make sure all of your I's were dotted and your T's crossed, um, they're going to hear you out and they're going to take the time to get you the support and, and effort yep. that you need. Yep. Well, one of the things I want to touch on is um, uh, Austin will make the announcement, but I've been running a little thing at the bottom of the screen. No, you, go ahead. You make the announcement. The, 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 attorneys cost money. 
And yeah. I think a lot of people that are in the advocacy space, like, oh, these, these attorneys are doing such a great thing and yeah. um, great that they lend their time. And it's like, the time isn't free, though. And because of that, we kind of want to put our money where our mouth yeah. is. And we are going to donate from the Texas Cannabis Collective $100 to the Texas Hemp Federation. Nice. That way it can help cover legal costs for whether it be y'all's legal costs or somebody else yep. coming up. And Amen. we ask that people donate to this because while you, we hope that you would be the last case we hear about this, yeah. we want to make sure that if you aren't, other people will have the availability like you had because lawyers are not free. We, we, yeah. we live in capitalism. People yeah. do work. They well, want to earn money for what they do. Yeah. They got to put food on their tables. Don't forget, freedom isn't that free either. So yeah. exactly. <laughs> in that situation, nothing's going to be free. It, it does take yeah. hard work and diligence. There's, and there's a cost associated. Right? Oh, yeah. There's a cost associated to it all. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for, for going out of your way and donating and making sure all of your viewers are aware that, you know, the, this organization is saving and changing lives. Um, yeah. We're living testaments of it. And we're very lucky that uh, gentlemen like yourselves and the Texas Cannabis Collective and Texas Normal, um, all those people had our backs throughout the situation because it was it was through your guidance that we even got the, our story in front of Jay and the Texas Hemp Federation. And then what what transpired from there is absolutely magical. So once again, thank you guys so much. It's it's such a blessing. Of course, that's it. When I when I when I built this into a nonprofit that my goal was to help people, right? That's all I want to do is help people, keep people from getting arrested. I spent five days in Tarrant County for some seeds and stems, oh, right? Uh -huh. So I know I know all about unfair enforcement over something that is 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 very arbitrary when when we, clearly we have far bigger threats in this state than than a plant. Yep. So um yep. you know when I heard about your story, I wanted to make sure we did everything on our side to be able to, to help get you guys in the right place, get you guys um, all of, you know, all of the uh, visuals from across, across the state. And uh, you know, they, you know, there's a lot of people that are, that are doing hemp in this state. And I don't think that they, they really are aware of some of the tragic consequences that might accompany this pioneering burgeoning yeah. economy. Well, I, I and, I, dude, it's it's so crazy because, you know, tragic consequences sounds so rough and so scary. But the fact that there's people that are investing their life savings into something where there can be tragic consequences should be illegal in its own. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it needs to get fixed. And I think the question in the air right now is um, how in the hell does it get fixed? And 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 what what you know? What's got to happen to to get from point A to B? Um, because tragic consequences that you couldn't have said it any better. Um, you know, we 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 didn't really get much out of what we were doing except for the experience of being in the industry, um, creating a brand and and learning and and doing it well and at a high level. Um, all for what tragic consequences? Um, I don't think that that's how this thing's gonna go moving forward. Um, and I pray to God that, um, you know, we, we figure it out here in Texas because what the hell, man. Well, Austin, what, what you're doing, man, is it's essential. And I, I don't think I could say that until, until we just went through what we went through with the state. Um, it's, it's absolutely essential. We as farmers, um, I, I don't know if you necessarily consider it as a mistake or a maybe just something that we never comprehended as a possibility because 
when you get into this industry, there's so much, there's so many laws, there's so much, so much processing, uh, there's so much paperwork. And, and when you divulge that information, it, it's not easy. So we, I think there's a lot of people and a lot of farmers out there under the assumption that as long as I'm doing everything correctly, yeah. um, nothing bad or nothing negative is going to happen to me. Yeah. And I, I don't know the Hobbs, but that's definitely how I felt is, is when we take the time, money and energy to do those things um, there, I, I never once looked in the rear view mirror because I expected all of that TDA paperwork and processing to take care of us. And, and unfortunately you're right. It comes down to counties that aren't up to par. Uh, they are, they are uneducated and they are unaware. And as long as those things are, are in existence and around us, um, you know, someone's getting the shit into the stick daily. Yeah. And unfortunately that, that was us, but fortunately there's gentlemen like you guys out there that are, are, are trying to advocate and promote the fact that this is even going on and that the fact that it can even happen, the, the, the fact that you can follow all the rules and still end up losing your business and everything you worked for and all of your dreams, all of that can be flushed. Um, yeah, no, you guys, what you're doing is essential work in this community Thank and uh, in this industry. And I think you guys honestly deserve a round of applause. So, thank you. you know, <laughs> I think the biggest thing, the big one of the biggest things that I always try to highlight is that sometimes these things, they're not happening, you know, in Jim Wells County or some some backwoods county down by the border. This is something that happened right outside of Dallas County. Like we're talking about one of the biggest major metropolitan areas of the country. Yeah. Um, and, and, and this is something that is very similar that we see kind of in Houston is that even around Houston, uh, there's Montgomery, you know, Harris County is Houston, but just north of there in the woodlands, Montgomery County is one of the highest arrest rates for marijuana mm-hmm. possession in the entire state of Texas. Yeah. So, um, you know, just because you mm-hmm. are in proximity to a close, close, you're close to a, a major metropolitan area, you know, you could still potentially be in kind of a danger hotspot because these these counties are not they're all independent right there there's 254 counties that kind of run their own little part of texas and there is remember we have to remember that for almost 100 years the state of texas classified marijuana flower and hemp flower and hemp as one it was one 100 years almost yeah and just because we changed the law in 2019, we're still facing collateral consequences from a hundred years of marijuana hemp prohibition, right? Yeah. And that just, that doesn't change overnight. No, it and doesn't. So um, it's imperative that guys like us, guys like you keep telling these stories, keep getting out there and and, and rectifying the wrongs. And, and, and in, in doing so, we change the stigma, right? Yeah. We change the course of history. So right. thank you guys for for having the fortitude of, of being on my story, standing up to the state, joining the hemp, the, you know, the, the Texas Hemp Federation, allowing them to to run their their course and, and do their work because Texas is going to be a better place because of y'all's experience. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and- well the, the big thing that I wanted to we, we talked about in a phone call beforehand was that um. I think it's a great thing for this podcast to be able to do would be to say that if you know, if you are a police officer, you're a law enforcement officer and you're watching this, 
or you know a law enforcement officer that you 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 send this to them, you tag them wherever you saw this at, and you ask them, what do you know about hemp laws in Texas? And that if they know nothing, that you say, hey, there's House Bill 1325 to start with, and maybe you should be asking your leadership so you're not the lowest person with the question on this. And that's probably a good way to start getting education out there, just yeah. disseminating it through yeah. our audiences. Yeah. Well, Jesse, the, 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 the part of that that, I mean, I think that's totally spot on. That should absolutely be done, and it's a valid recommendation. But I think the something that exposed itself um, kind of unknowingly throughout the legal process we went through uh, is, do you guys know the Spider-Man meme where, like, they're taking off the 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 mask and they're all pointing at each other over the same yeah. issue so you don't really yeah. know where it's stemming from? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you all know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Uh, that that's really kind of what we experienced through the whole legal process is, you you know, you want to point the finger at the county, but the counties will point the finger at the DA and the DA is going to point its finger towards the attorney general. And, and it's it buck just, passing. It, right. Yeah. It circulates and nobody wants to take, I guess, initiative or acknowledge that, hey, there's an ongoing issue and the appropriate education isn't isn't being funded or even performed. Yeah. So as long as that's the case, yeah. how, how are we supposed to move forward and who are we supposed to point the finger at? A, a, yeah. way, of, a way of easily stating that is uh, duties got delegated, but for some reason the, the responsibilities did not get delegated yeah. with that. Yeah, and that, that's, that's kind of what I was going to say was almost, almost precisely to, to meet Sky's point is, um, you know, I've always been available and reaching out and, and me and Sky both to educating all of those around us, all of those that are interested, and um, even lending our, you know, knowledge and, and assistance to the local sheriffs and police uh, where we were at. Um, heck, our mayor was one of our, our, our biggest students, you he know, sure so, sure yeah, uh, dude used to scare the shit out of me walking in my farm, so, uh, <laughs> not many people walked in there, it wasn't like a public business, but I'll be damned if the sheriff wasn't, or not the sheriff, the, the mayor wasn't allowed, and, and he was about 75 years old, walking with his cowboy boots on, a cowboy hat, and, uh, we were, we were good friends, but, you know, hey, the, Alex, the, Alex, correct me if I'm wrong, but he literally told us when he came to the farm. He said, what you got going on here, gentlemen, is amazing. Yeah. If, if anyone Lovely. ever gives you an yeah. issue, you give me a call. Well, oh. you're ta we're talking like a 10th generation farmer, y'all. So this dude was like just amazed that, you know, that a, a farming operation uh, was being indoor. Yeah. So he was he was so impressed. He's such a nice guy, man. He's so great guy. Great guy. But um, unfortunately, you know, he can't do much about. No, so. no. And, and so the, the other side of that is. You know, I feel like we've reached a point where everybody's, you know, I, I don't know who, what finger, where to point it, any, you know, whatever, you know. But the thing is, um, that kind of thing is going to continue happening, right, until there's a mandate of education amongst these, uh, you know, these municipalities, these judges. And until that kind of thing comes down the pipeline and it becomes established and set in stone, um, you know, you're going to have a whole lot of Sky and Hobbs cannabis company situations. And I, I hope to God it doesn't happen again. And something we talk about where we're pointing the finger at, and I would say something yeah. that we don't hear a lot about, especially in mediums like this, is to point the fingers back at ourselves for a second. Yeah. Just yeah. the general public to say, we need to be the ones holding 
our government accountable to do those mandates yep. to say, hey, you need to disseminate Agreed. this information. Yeah. It's, it's unreasonable that yeah. overnight the cops know about a change in concealed carry and permitless carry, but they obviously know nothing about hemp, which was a yeah. major drug change in our state, in yeah. our country. Yeah. Well, they, they, and, and then the, to top you off on that one is, uh, you know, we're with the THF and we talk with Jay and David all the time. Um, and I can tell you that there's a lot of really good things happening um, as far as, you know, the attorney bars here in Texas with, um, you know, just David's going out there campaigning for this industry. And he's meeting, you know, with, you know, some of the attorney, the, the whole bar of Texas to try to establish basically uh, a cannabis leg. Um, but on top of that, you know, there's also the possibility that, um, you know, me, potentially Sky, um, and the THF, we head to Austin and get in front of our senators. And that's something I'd be absolutely willing to do. Let's um, do it. You know, this story's uh, it, it, it's not like it's a big secret. Uh, it was a secret for a while because I, you know, I didn't want to publicly shame myself, but that happened anyways. And, um, you know, I'm at the point now where uh, it's not about me. It's it's not about um, Sky and Hobbs. It's about, you know, all the other people that are out there still doing this and still participating. And I'm fully willing to do anything I got to do to help get the message out and educate and, and just help move this industry forward. Because there's a lot of people um, that are great, good people and good, honest businesses with families and children um, that, that deserve better. So, um, definitely willing. We've got just a couple moments left here. If there's anything else, anybody else you want to mention, anything you want to plug, website, anything you got left on your mind? I would say um, Matthew Buchanan um, with Jane Sampling. If you guys are a licensed grower and you need a really good, dependable, by the book handler sampler, um, Jane Sampling and Matthew B. Shannon, his wife, you know, they are just amazing, great people. And we wouldn't have been able to stay compliant and follow the rules without them. And I feel like we put a lot of trust into what they did for us. And man, if it wasn't for them and their due diligence and the way that they, they practice and their SOPs, um, I'm not sure where we'd be. So shout out to Matthew and his wife and Jane Sampling, you guys. Yeah, they're awesome. And then to segue yeah. off that, uh, the other side is you need that testing done, y'all, and you need a good, damn good lab to do it to make sure that all of your compliance is taken care of. So shout out to Jesse Kearns and New Bloom good Laboratories in Dallas. Um, they are the absolute good shit. They, they are so accurate. They are so willing to help. I can't tell you how many times Jesse's reached out to me personally and said, man, if you, ever, if you need me to testify, if you need yeah. me to get on that stand, if you need me to run your paperwork, I've got it all here. Um, never once did they not take absolute supreme care of us. Yeah. Um, and so between Jane Sampling and New Bloom Laboratories, man, if, if you're looking to get it done and done right, and then if you end up in a legal situation like us where it has to be right, um, stick with those two companies. They're, they're going to yeah. take damn good care of you. Yep. So um, my last little thing I will say is, so if I was a officer and I came up to you and I said, you know, I don't know much about no hemp. What about hemp? Do I know hemp? <laughs> Well, it'd be a lot cooler if you did, man, you know? <laughs> right on, right on, right on. Right on. You guys are awesome. Hey, you guys on, are so cool. Hemp on, hemp on, hemp on, baby. Man, we appreciate you. 
Keep on hemping, y'all. Don't stop. Just because we got forced to stop don't mean you should stop. Keep going, baby. We're going to keep this train rolling, guys. And I know it, at some point you guys are going to be – you're going to – forever, y'all are going to be with hey, us. And by the way, that, that little Texas logo with the leaf in it or that has the uh, Texas flag, we had that in our farm. Just FYI. Sure a huge one. Huge flag. This thing was gigantic. So Nice. It's a great image, man. So <laughs> I'm hoping uh, that whatever – venture y'all go off into next whether y'all get back in the hemp industry um if it's some engineering gig or a journalism gig that y'all will be rocking successful at it that is going to be our time this week for the lone star collective podcast i'm your host jesse williams i'm joined by co-host austin sam Hariri this week this was episode 42 our guest was sky and hobbs organics scatter purcell and hunter robinson it has been quite an episode. We hope you join us next week. We are hoping to have Trey Phillips on from Thrive Apothecary. Apothecary, y'all have a wonderful week. Love, God bless. Much love. Adios. See you guys.